Yeah, that was uh, last weekend. Joey Manu for the Roosters there. One of the highlights of the round. The fake out there before setting up the big try. Uh, I wonder what John Saxon thought about that. He joins us down the line now as he does each and every Thursday afternoon. The general manager at NRLWA. John, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Matty. Uh, how are you going, mate? I just caught the tail end of that. Are you talking about the Joey Manu uh uh, the fake out, a, yeah, uh, the fake out. What did you make of that last week, and uh, what's it mean moving forward? Is it is it going to be a bit of a uh, boy cried wolf situation now? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think it's the sort of stunt that uh, Joey plans to use anytime soon. Again, Matty, uh, but um, but he was very convincing, wasn't he? Uh, he was. He, uh, he, he feigned, feigned injury very effectively. Uh, got the got the Oscar for that. And uh, took off, and uh, but uh, yeah, as I say, I don't think he's going to be um, doing that too often. I think you can only get away with a few of those each season, and uh, and he, he, that was his uh, that was his turn. <laughs> yeah, it was it was a great play to set up the Roosters. There, they had a good win over the Dragons, and they sit just outside the eight now, John. Which is what I wanted to talk about today. The ladder, as we head towards round nineteen and the tail end of the season, things are really heating up, and it's getting really tight, in particular in that middle section. There, So I really wanted to get your thoughts and opinions on how this top eight is going to play out. The Panthers sitting comfortably on top. The Cowboys in second. They've been so impressive, as have the Sharks, who sit third. The Storm, who we'll get into momentarily, they sit fourth and have had a poor month of footy. And, of course, no Ryan Pappenhausen now moving forward after that horrifying injury. But uh, the Broncos sit fifth. The Eels sit sixth. The Rabbitohs with Latrell Mitchell have been great in recent weeks. They sit seventh. And the Seagulls are sitting in eighth. Uh, Then the Roosters in ninth. Raiders tenth. The Dragons in 11th. That is sort of the... uh, Those are the sort of the teams there that have the potential to make finals this season. So what are your thoughts on the ladder and how it will play out throughout the remainder? Yeah, Matty. Well, I think, well, we, we've got to get the crystal ball out, mate, haven't we? And <laughs> have a look at this mm-hmm. one. But technically, 14 teams are still in contention uh, to make the final eight um, with seven rounds of the regular season to go, Matty. So, uh, as you say, it really is heating up. Um, look, you know, I, I've, I've been looking at the, at the, uh, the sort of the landscape uh, presently. Um, and I'm, I'm looking at, um, I mean, I've sort of figured out who I think will will be there in in, in positions one to eight. Uh, come that final at the end of that final round uh, in seven weeks' time, um, you know, I'm I, I'm looking. You know, obviously at the moment the the Panthers are, are unstoppable, uh, and I believe they'll finish on top. Uh, look, the Storm, the Broncos, the Eels, Rabbitohs, Manly Sharks, and Cowboys currently make up that that top eight in, in no particular order. Uh, the possibles, as I see it, uh, to get into that eight are the Dragons, the Raiders, the Roosters. Of those three teams, I think the best the best shot uh, there is for the Roosters. Uh, they, they, they're in a fairly unfamiliar uh, position. Uh, I think we, we touched on that last week, um, sitting outside. Well, I think they're, they're sort of just on top of the eight at the moment, the Roosters. Um, but they of, of those three teams, the Dragons, Raiders, Roosters, I think the Roosters are the team most likely. But the teams I would be pretty comfortable in drawing a line through for this season. Uh, not surprisingly, include the Titans, the Tigers, the Bulldogs, uh, the Warriors, and the Knights. Uh, I just don't think that, they, uh, that they're up to it uh, by any means. And I think that uh, um, whilst, whilst mathematically some of those teams may be able to, uh, 
to make it into the eight, I think it's highly, highly unlikely. And, and uh, I, I think probably they'd be looking more to uh, to what things, are, you know, what the shape of things to come in 2023. But, uh, mate, my, my, um, uh, my predictions are that the Panthers finish on top, the Cowboys in second. Uh, I sort of kind of like the Sharks, the way they're travelling at the moment, to finish third. I'm, I'm tipping the Broncos to, to sneak into that fourth position. Mm. I think they've got a pretty good run home. Um, and some, some key games up there at Suncorp Stadium. And with their origin stars back, uh, I'm, I'm expecting them to maybe creep into that, into that fourth position, slightly ahead of the storm. And as you rightly point out, look, the Storm have, um, again, uh, lost their last three games. Uh, and that's the first time, I think, in seven years that they've lost three games on the trot. And without Pappenhausen, um, and their, their depth is really being tested now. And um, I just, uh, they, you can never write the Storm off, but I think they've lost a fair bit of their mojo. Um, I think they might finish up in fifth position. The Eels, I think, uh, if they remain focused and uh, playing what the footy that they're capable of, I think could finish in sixth. Um, I'm liking, I'm liking Manly in seventh. There's even some talk about Tom Tommy Turbo may make it back. Uh, a bit of a whisper about that that he could be back in time for finals football, which would be a terrific uh, asset to uh, to the, the Sea Eagles. And as far as that eighth position goes goes uh, I, I'm, I'm looking it's a toss of the coin between the Rabbitohs and the Roosters for me and interestingly the final round of the season uh, sees the Rabbitohs play the Roosters at the opening of the new Allianz Stadium that's in the final round of the regular season that game could very well um, uh, tell us who is going to occupy that uh, precious eighth position uh, in that uh, in the in the top eight uh, heading into the finals Matty so um Mate, there's look that that's that's the way I'm looking at it at the moment. Um, so, uh, yeah, that's that's my opinion. Mm. I'm, I'm thinking the Roosters are going to miss out here, and and they haven't missed out on the finals, I believe, since 2015. Uh, so it's been quite some time there, and uh, yeah, the Roosters they do take on Manly in a couple of weeks' time as well. So that could be a really interesting encounter too. There now, if it does so happen where the Storm miss out on the top four like you are predicting, are you willing to put a line through them uh, for a premiership, uh, especially without Ryan Pappenhausen, or do you still give them a chance with Craig Bellamy, Cam Munster and the like? Yeah, I think I think it would be a foolish person to draw a line through the Storm because you, they are just uh, an almighty force in the NRL, aren't they? And... Uh, um, you know, I don't. I don't think they've finished any lower than the top two since 2015. Uh, an unbelievable record. But I, you know, I mean, I know they've got Xavier Coates, who's not that far away in terms of making a return. Uh, obviously, he got injured in, in game one of Origin. He would be a, a big in uh, when he comes back in. Um, but uh, and, and as you say, Cameron Munster, uh, they are strong in the centres. But taking away Pappenhausen, who's such a strike weapon. Uh, is, is, a, is a massive is a massive loss, and I, I don't you know um, putting Nick Meaney back to fullback. Uh, well, as a as a um, Nick Meaney's a very good winger, but I, I just don't see him to be in the same league as as, uh, as Pappenhausen in terms of uh, his attacking flair and ability and the, and the penetration he, he can he can make um, through that uh, through any defence. I, I just I just think I just think they they look a little bit tired at the moment too, um, the Storm, but. Um, 
you know, but that can all change with with a couple of victories back to back. Depending on what happens over the next couple of rounds, if they get their mojo back, then uh, then they're going to be a very very dangerous team. And I think uh, all teams will be fearful of the Melbourne Storm as the as the finals approach, mate. All right. Uh, well, let's move along now, John. I wanted to touch on before we do get into the games of the round. I wanted to touch on the coaching circle and, and what's going on there because there's plenty happening. We know three teams have already got rid, got rid of their coaches uh, in the West Tigers, the Bulldogs and the Warriors. Now, the West Tigers are set up uh, for the next five-odd years plus. Uh, we're, just, uh, we're just wondering on a couple of the other teams in the Warriors, the Bulldogs, what's going to happen. And certain teams like the Dragons, the Eels... Uh, their coaching future is uncertain too. So could you give us a bit of an update on everything going on in a co- from a coaching perspective? Yeah, Matty, there's never a boring day in rugby league in the NRL. Um, it's fascinating what's going on at the moment in terms of this uh, coaching merry-go-round. Um, and there's a, there's a saying in, uh, in NRL and in, with rugby league coaches, uh, there's two types of coaches, those that have been sacked and those that are about to be. Uh, so it's, um, I guess, if you're if you're winning games, you're pretty secure. If uh, if, if you you know you're going through a rough trot, then uh, then every coach uh, goes under the microscope, uh, and uh, because it's such a results-driven sport uh, at that level of the NRL. But as you say, just looking at uh, a, cu- a couple of the clubs where where this coaching merry-go-round um, is having an impact, as you say, uh, it appears now that the uh, the Tigers have settled on. Uh, their vision for the future. Uh, they have signed Tim Sheen as their um, uh, as their head coach moving forward for the next couple of years. Um, of course, Tim Sheens was overseeing uh, Madge Maguire uh, and and currently the interim coach um, Brett Kamali uh, in his capacity as, as sort of uh, I guess well coaching you know uh, you know just sort of overseeing the whole football operations there at the at the Tigers. He did of course win a premiership back and I think it was 2015 uh, when he was coaching the Tigers. But the, the interesting thing there is he has recruited uh, a very, very enthusiastic and very committed Banji Marshall, his favourite son of the Tigers club. Of course, he played in that grand final back... Um, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, it wasn't 2015. What am I talking about? It was um, in, in the previous decade, as I recall. Um, but Benji Marshall, I think also Robbie Farrah, uh, is on board in as an assistant coach. And I even read the other day that... Uh, Scotty Prince, who was the captain and halfback for that Tigers winning, uh, premiership winning team, uh, who's been uh, an assistant coach uh, of the women's team up there at the Broncos and very much involved in the Broncos system, I believe he is also uh, heading down south to be part of that Tigers coaching uh, squad uh, for the 2023 20, season. Um, now, big news coming out of uh, the NRL in Sydney in the last 24 hours is that it seems as though the Bulldogs and their mastermind, Gus Gould, um, are very close to signing Cameron Seraldo, a, a much uh, sought-after signature. That would be indeed, because Cameron Seraldo has cut his teeth as a highly rated, highly respected uh, assistant coach uh, in the Panthers system. Um, and uh, they have circled, the game has circled him as being a superstar coach of the future. But the word coming out of Sydney is that the Bulldogs are very, very close to securing Cameron Seraldo's signature for uh, 23 onwards. So we'll, we'll watch that space and watch for uh, possible confirmation. Um, other coaches in the firing line, uh, Justin Holbrook at the Titans, mm. they're having a dreadful season. Uh, will the uh, the Titans board persist with Justin Holbrook? I know he's very popular up there, 
Um, and, uh, you know, they have had a various injuries and what have you through the year, as all clubs do. But there's obviously um, concerns over Justin Holbrook's future at the Titans. Uh, a lot of talk this week about Anthony Griffin. Uh, of course, the Dragons were, were hammered by the Roosters uh, last weekend. And uh, so there's a, the Sharks seem to be circling around Anthony Griffin. Uh, and uh, some talk about uh, another favourite son, Dean Young, possibly coming back to the club. He's, uh, he's an assistant coach up there at the Cowboys and doing a fine job. Then you look at this, the, uh, all the talk about Brad Arthur, Matty. Um, again, uh, look, Brad Arthur's been coaching the Eels, I think, for 10 years. Um, he's got them into the finals, but he's failed to go that extra yard. And um, there's a concern with this club who are capable of beating teams ahead of them on the table but seem to falter uh, with a, a, probably a poor mental attitude going into games against uh, you know, supposed weaker clubs. So, yeah, look, my feeling is Brad, Brad Arthur will still be there next year, but um, wait and see. Looking at the other coaches, of course, well, Ricky Stewart, I think, is pretty safe. Nathan Brown, uh, of course, left the, the Warriors this year. He's been replaced for next season by Andrew Webster, who's been an assistant coach in the Penrith system for a number of years. So um, that, uh, that Penrith system obviously has... Uh, um, Produced some very very good coaches, so Andrew Webster take, takes the the reins at the Warriors next year. The Storm, well, Craig Bellamy. This is supposedly his last year as head coach before he moves into the front office. Um, and there's talk about possibly Jason Riles, who's been an assistant coach in the Storm system, uh, or even Billy Slater. Uh, again, a favourite son, a legend, uh, who, who we, as we know, had great success uh, with his first Origin season uh, as a coach. Um, and just a little bit of news on the Dolphins. Uh, big news this week is that uh, Wayne Bennett, who will be coaching the, the Dolphins in their uh, inaugural year next year and the year after, 2024, he's already signalled that he will depart the head coaching role at the Dolphins and hand the reins over to Christian Wolf. Uh, Christian Wolf uh, is currently a very successful coach in the English Super League. He's taken St Helens to a couple of premierships. Uh, he is a Queenslander. Um, he also coaches one of the Pacific Island teams, too, in the World Cup. Um, but he's another one of those coaches that uh, has been destined to, uh, for greatness uh, and, has a, and his reputation precedes him. But he will take over from Wayne Bennett up there at the Dolphins in 2025, I believe. All right. Uh, well, plenty going on there from a coaching perspective. But, uh, well, we've got some great games to look forward to this weekend. John kicks off tonight, as a matter of fact, round 19. Uh, between the Parramatta Eels and the Brisbane Broncos. It's going to be a great affair uh, over in Sydney at Combank Stadium. Looking forward to this one. Who comes away with a win? Matty, I'm tipping my Broncos. Um, look, it, it's, uh, Eels love playing at home. Uh, this is an away game for the Bronx. The Bronx defeated the Titans last week in a, in a tight match. This t- Well, tonight they welcome back State of Origin stars. Capewell, Cobbo, uh, Payne Huss, I believe, is back tonight. Uh, and um, a couple of other key players, Corey Pax and uh, Tamari Martin, I believe, are also in the squad coming back from injuries. Looking at the Eels, they defeated New Zealand Warriors last week. Both clubs are on 24 competition points presently with 11 wins each, so very, very even coming into this game. The Eels are in sixth position, the Broncos in fifth. Uh, The Eels have won six of their past seven games, including their last five games, so they're really hitting some, some good form. Um, look out for a good battle of the number sevens between uh, Mitchell Moses and uh, the old general uh, Adam Reynolds for the Broncos. Um, the, the Eels are the number one side in the NRL for offload. Uh, and interestingly, the Broncos are in 12th position in that particular category of the game. Um, mate, having said all of that, look, if the Broncos bring their A game in defence, 
I'm tipping the Broncos. You would possibly call out an upset, uh, particularly down there in Sydney. All right, we've got the Dragons taking on the Sea Eagles tomorrow uh, in the first of the double headers. Who do you like there? I'm liking the Sea Eagles, Maddie. Uh, they defeated the Knights uh, quite convincingly last week. They've won four of their past five games. Um, they've had no trouble scoring points in recent weeks. Their, their attack has been really on song. Uh, they've been averaging 35 points per game in their past five games. Um, Desi Hasler is named, I believe, the same 17 uh, as defeated the Knights last week. Looking at the Dragons in 11th, posi- 11th position, they lost to the Roosters last week. Both clubs are competing for positions in the lower end of the top eight. Um, and uh, one thing's for sure, the Dragons will need to toughen up their defence uh, they conceded 86 points in their last two games. That's terrible uh, in terms of uh, uh, defensive effort. Uh, Tarek Sims comes in from suspension. He'll, he'll stiffen up that, uh, that forward pack and look out for a great battle between uh, Ben Hunt for the Dragons and, uh, and the opposing halfback, Deli Cherry Evans, teammates for Origin in Queensland. Uh, but I'm tipping a manly victory. I'm not convinced about the Dragons, Matty. Mm. Uh, well, we're going to have this one here on 91.3 Sport FM, courtesy of the 2GB Continuous Call Team. The Knights taking on the Roosters, 5.55 WA time in Newcastle. Which way are you leaning here, John? I'm leaning towards the Roosters. The Roosters in ninth position currently, the Knights in 13th. The Knights lost to Manly last week. The Roosters, very impressive in defeating the Dragons last week. Uh, having said that, there is a couple of injuries which is going to impact on the Roosters' depth. Um, Satili uh, Tupanua, a terrific player for the Roosters, and also Billy Smith are both gone for the season, and I believe both are, are knee-related injuries. So that's, that's going to really test the, the depth of the Roosters. Um, however, in comes Lindsay Collins, Luke Keary, a big in. Uh, he's obviously been on the sideline for many weeks with uh, concussion-related uh, concerns. And also Jared Wurria Hargraves is back, I believe, for the Roosters. But having Lindsay Collins back in and Luke Kerry, massive in for them. And, and as you mentioned earlier, well, Joey Manu, he's in red-hot form. Looking at the Knights, um, Tyson Frizzell, Do- uh, Dominic Young and Edric Lee are back in the squad. Um, big battle between Kalen Ponga, the fullback for the Knights, and uh, Teddy uh, James Tedesco for the Roosters. But, mate, um, I'm tipping the Roosters. They're, they're too good a side, I believe, to get beaten by this night side, albeit up there in Newcastle. All right. Uh, we are speaking to John Saxon right here on 91.3 Sport FM uh, from NRLWA. Uh, we've got a few more games to go through here, John. The Raiders taking on the Warriors on Saturday. Now, the Raiders sit in 10th position, and we were talking about the latter just before. The, if you look at the Raiders' run home, they have a pretty favourable run and could potentially sneak into that top eight. It starts here with a game against the Warriors, which they should get the better of uh, over in Canberra. What are your thoughts? Yeah, mate, I agree. Look, they are, they're, they're sitting precariously, aren't they? They've got their eyes on a top eight finish. Um, I agree with you. I think they will uh, dispose of the, of the, uh, the New Zealand Warriors, uh, who sit in 12th position. Um, and the, the Warriors lost to the Eels last week. Uh, Reese Walsh has been demoted to the bench. Um, I, I, just looking at the, at the Raiders, they did get up over the Storm, a great scalp for them in Melbourne. They have a very good record against the Storm in Melbourne uh, over, over the past four or five years. Um, uh, and they did lose to New Zealand by one point in round eight, which was a Sean Johnson field goal. So they'll be very, very wary. Sean Johnson apparently plays very, very well against the Raiders uh, in, in, uh, historically, if the Raiders win, it will be in 
the top eight for the first time since round three. So, look, I'm tipping, I'm tipping the Raiders to win against the Warriors. Um, having said that, uh, just note that Jordan Rapina um, is out of the Raiders' side. He's been suspended for two matches. In comes Nick Kotrick, uh, and in a big in for them is Elliot Whitehead. So I think that further strengthens the Raiders' uh, case for a victory. All right. Uh, now, geez, this could be the game of the round. The Panthers taking on the Sharks at uh, Blue Bet Stadium in Penrith, 3.30 WA time. This is going to be a cracker. Yeah, mate, it is. I'm going to tip the Panthers. It's very, very hard to go past the Panthers, despite the fact the Sharks, sitting in third position, are playing good footy. Um, the, the Panthers defeated the Tigers last week without seven origin stars. They're now seeking their ninth straight win. Um, they are eight points clear on top uh, of the table with seven rounds to play. They welcome back Nathan Cleary, Isaiah Yo, Brian Ta'o, uh, Crichton, Luai, Liam Martin, and Appy Coruscant. Now, I believe most of those guys have been up holidaying in Bali during the week. So if they come back in holiday mode, they may get ambushed. But I think this Panthers outfit um, uh, are, are too polished and uh, too disciplined um, to, uh, to to let that uh, uh, impact negatively on their the way they shape up at home against a shark side that that's been impressive. They did defeat North Queensland Cowboys, perhaps a little bit lucky to get up over the Cowboys up there in Townsville last week. They are on a five-game winning streak. Talakai is back in from origin duty. Connor Tracy uh, moves to the wing to replace the injured Theoni Katoa. Mate, I'm, I'm still going to tip the Panthers to win uh, against the Sharks. Um, yeah, and I think they might do it uh, pretty, pretty impressively as well. Mm, okay, uh, how about this game? The Rabbitohs taking on... The Storm at a core stadium. I'm looking forward to this game. And could we see the Storm lose four straight, John? Well, Matty, I'm thinking yes. Oh. <laughs> I'm thinking yes. The Rabbitohs in seventh position against the Storm, who are faltering no matter which way you look at it. Uh, they sit in fourth position. Um, they lost to the Raiders last week. You mentioned that Pappenhausen is out for, it, it appears, the rest of the season. Three straight defeats for the first time in um, in many years. Um, and, OK, I mentioned Nick Meaney. He moves the fullback, Ty Wishart, to the wing. Looking at the Rabbitohs, well, uh, since um, Latrell Mitchell has come back into this side uh, and taken over the captaincy, he has inspired this team to play the sort of football that this club is capable of. And they are coming good, seemingly, at the right end of the season. Uh, he's on fire. Uh, the, the team is really starting to click off the back of Mitchell's um, leadership. Uh, in also comes Cameron Murray, uh, who uh, is, has recovered from a concussion-related uh, concern off the back of Origin. Um, and Damian Cook, who was rested after Origin last week, he is back in, into the side. Uh, look out for a great matchup between Cameron Munster and Cody Walker. But you know what? I, I'm, I'm tipping the bunnies, particularly in Sydney, uh, and they'll be fired up for this game. I'm tipping the Rabbitohs for a victory and to inflict possibly the fourth consecutive loss to the Storm uh, in the last four weeks. All right, and two games to close out on the Sunday. The Bulldogs taking on the Titans and the Cowboys taking on the West Tigers. What are your quick tips for this one? Quick tips. Uh, Bulldogs in 14th, Titans in 15th. Gee, toss of a coin. Uh, I'm tipping the Bulldogs to get up over the Titans. Okay, and Cowboys to defeat the West Tigers, you're predicting? Cowboys to defeat the, the uh, West, West Tigers, particularly with uh, four origin stars coming back into that to strengthen up that North Queensland side. They are playing, I think, up there in Townsville. 
uh, and uh, the Cowboys, uh, uh, a good victory for me. All right. Uh, now, let's get into it. NRLWA, plenty going on at the moment. Uh, so what's the latest going on there in terms of the fuel to go and play premiership season? We've got the women's comp, of course, and uh, just the latest news at NRLWA. Latest news, Matty. Um, just the results from last weekend, round 11, in the fuel to go and play premiership in the men's. Uh, the Rockingham Sharks defeated the Allenbrook Rabbitohs. The Joondalup Giants lost to the Fremantle Roosters. Uh, a convincing victory to the Frio Roosters, who were on fire uh, in recent weeks. Um, the North Beach Seagulls, uh, 12 points, lost to the South Perth Lions in the inaugural Blue Force Cup uh, up there at North Beach last week. And as the table sits presently as we head into round 12, uh, the Frio Roosters are on top. Rockingham Sharks in second. Uh, North Beach in third position. South Perth in fourth, June Love Giants in fifth, and the uh, Ellenbrook Rabbitohs in sixth position. Um, just quickly, a snapshot of uh, the women's competition from last weekend. Ellenbrook Rabbitohs defeated the Frio Roosters 14-0. The June Love Giants defeated the Quinana Titans in a close one, 12 points to 10. And North Beach defeated the Sharks 14-6. South Perth Lions had the bye. Looking at the women's table, North Beach are on top with 13 points. Ellenbrook Rabbitohs in, in uh, second position. Uh, also on 13 points, but uh, based on uh, points differential. Uh, Junlup Giants uh, in third position on 10. Quinana uh, in fourth uh, on nine points. Fremantle Roosters in fifth position on nine points. The Sharks uh, in sixth position with six points. And South Perth uh, down the bottom there on two points. Moving into this weekend's fixtures, um, commencing tomorrow night, the uh, Women's Rugby League Premiership, Matty, um, the Rockingham Sharks, play the South Perth Lions and the Fremantle Roosters play the Quinana Titans in a doubleheader uh, down there at Quinana local stadium, Lark Hill Sportsplex. Uh, first game kicks off at 6.40, second game kicks off at 8pm. And the other game tomorrow night is at Charlotte's Vineyard Sports Pavilion, Allenbrook, with the Rabbitohs hosting the North Beach Seagulls. That game kicks off at 7pm. And then on Saturday, we're moving to the, the, um, uh, the senior competition up there at Admiral Park Heathridge. Uh, 3.30 p.m. kickoff. The Joondalup Giants in a very important game for them uh, in the Northern Derby against the North Beach Seagulls. Um, we also have a Treby Community and Sports Centre. Uh, this will be a cracking game. 3.30 p.m. kickoff. The Fremantle Roosters hosting the Rockingham Sharks, so that's uh, 1v2. Uh, and the third game is uh, also kicking off at 3.30 p.m. up there at uh, well George Burnett Reserve, the home of the South Perth Lions. The Lions take on the Allenbrook Rabbitohs, and that will wrap up uh, the field to go and play first-grade premiership on Saturday, Matty. Oh, plenty going on in the world of rugby league. John, it's been an absolute pleasure chatting here on the show this afternoon. Thank you very much for your time and all the very best. Always a pleasure, Matty. Thanks for your support. Talk to you soon. Thank you. There he goes, John Saxon, the general manager at NRLWA. Always great chatting to John.